welcome to episode eight of Who Watches the Watchmen. Clinton Kindu. Hi, this is Clint. <laughs> Do you realize different with you? <laughs> Do you realize you say hello the, the the beginning of this like the exact same timbre every single time? <laughs> it's amazing. No. I could probably just copy and paste it from like the first one. When I'm listening back, it's like man, he nails that. <laughs> <laughs> It's professional podcasting yeah, right there. We've been it. doing this for 23 years. So once you've been doing it for so long. I can only remember the last three months. Yeah, yeah I know. I don't know why. Well, <laughs> you know, things get a little disorderly yeah. at times. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're, we're doing better now. Mm-hmm. So this week's episode of Watchmen was called uh, A God Walks Into A, a Bar. <laughs> Not A Bar, but maybe A Bar. A Bar. A Bar. Remove the space. A Bar. Uh, last week's episode, uh, there was this grand reveal that uh, Angela's husband was, in fact, Dr. Manhattan. Mind blown. Uh, this episode, I, I was very happy to see, just completely slows down and focuses on that and all that it affects, everything that's been going on with Dr. Manhattan. Uh, it even wraps up quite a few things uh, that were not necessarily directly attached to Dr. Manhattan. Those were answered this week. Lots of answers. Mm-hmm. Clint, what'd you think of this episode? Definitely my top two or so episodes. Yeah. I thought this was one of the best episodes of television I've seen in a long time. Yeah. It's just so well structured that I was just like, kind of my mouth was agape at and, like what was happening. And we'll talk more about how it handles time Yeah. and Dr. Manhattan as an entity and the yeah. way he experiences time. But just to start with that, uh, that was fascinating to me. I've I've not seen time dealt with, even Doctor Who or or some right. of those shows that really dig into the to some of those concepts. I've not seen time from this kind of perspective dealt with in this way, in this godlike yeah kind of way. And it yeah. just it had me, and not just time. There are some other things too we'll talk about, but it really had me wrapped up. Uh, and even though uh, <laughs> trapdoor elephant fart was not directly addressed, yes, it was. You didn't see it. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Hear me out here. Even though it was not directly addressed, mm-hmm. uh, everything except the trapdoor was addressed to my satisfaction. The elephant S- and the fart were. Yes. Okay. I'll explain why later. Okay. So much so that I went back and watched before I watched this a second time. I went back and watched episode seven again. For a fourth time? For a fourth time. When you say it like that, it feels a little pathetic. But I went back and Not watched pathetic, it Not pathetic, just I'm worried about you. <laughs> I can't sleep at night. And there's, I lay in bed and try to sleep, but there's only so much you can do. Yeah. Uh, so I went back and watched it again. And this episode had redeemed a lot of that for me. Some of the the what some people might call minor problems that I had with episode seven. <laughs> episode eight really addressed some of those for me. I'll get into that a little bit. Okay. Except for the trap door, but that left the trap door by its lonesome. I just had a good chuckle at it because I still think Lori knows what's going on and I moved right past it. Because it's dang funny, okay? Sure. It's just funny. Sure. Still That's not all it needs that. to be. Still not there, but right. let's dive in Join and talk me on the side of it's about just funny. a God walks into a bar proper. So, uh, I love that the fact it just seemed like the title was a play on words. Uh-huh. It's obviously going to be about Dr. Manhattan becoming Cal Abar. Uh, but the fact that it opens with Dr. Manhattan 
literally walking into a bar <laughs> in Saigon yeah. to meet a girl. Uh, it, this thing just started with, oh, we're just going to have fun with levels. Yeah. And just like it's having fun with levels, you find out all the levels of Manhattan, all the levels of Ozymandias, uh, everything that's that's going on there. Mm. Uh, so Dr. Manhattan sits down at a table with Angela, slightly younger Angela, and uh, decides he is going to uh, try to get her to go to dinner with him. Yep. And the conversation that ensues, he is trying to convince her that that he is Dr. Manhattan and that he knows everything there is to know. He knows what she's going to do. And she she sees this as parlor tricks, but she slowly becomes more and more fascinated by what she thinks is is basically just an elaborate pickup line. Right. Uh, so this first part of the episode, how, the, how did you react? Um, I was kind of getting adjusted to now we're kind of in the presence of Dr. Manhattan mm -hmm. and what that means now mm -hmm. that he actually is in the picture now that and how that changes things. So I, I think that's what I was thinking about a lot as in the first, in this opening scene where they're at the the bar together. And and I liked how, and, and this is the first time he does it, but he does it through the entire episode. Everything is in the present tense. Uh-huh. I'm here because we are in love. Right. And he says, not as you would perceive it, not yet, he's essentially saying, but it's going to happen. It's right. inevitable. I've already seen it. I've already not just seen it, I've lived it because I exist in these different periods of time simultaneously. Mm -hmm. That was fascinating to me. I love trying to wrap my head around that. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of the best science fiction or the best of science yeah. fiction. I think also, concept. yeah. I think also I was just enamored by her hearing all of this. Yes. And just her performance. Oh, it was great. It, it was so great. And just kind of the, she's just amused by it all. Yeah. And just kind of the bold boldness of a guy coming up and doing this. Yeah. And, um, She's her, having fun with it. Yeah, and her just disbelief that oh, you you're really not the real Doctor Manhattan. He's Doesn't a, make any sense. Yeah. He's on Mars. Yeah, he's on Mars. Well, and and this is where he reveals no, I'm not on Mars. That's it's actually a, 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 a recording. Yeah. It's a shadow. Uh, it's just up there to distract people. I'm actually on surprise, surprise Europa, and now we get uh, a very elegant and uh, concise explanation of everything. Yeah that's been happening with Ozymandias. Uh, Dr. Manhattan did indeed go off to other worlds to create life, mm -hmm. like he mentioned in the, the graphic novel. Uh, and he he creates a utopia. Mm -hmm. The irony here being, what did Ozymandias want when he brought about the squid attack in the first place? He wanted a utopia. Yeah. Uh, so later on, when we find out that, that he goes to this place, of course he goes to this place. This is a utopia where I'm just worshiped and adored sounds great right right um, and i liked how all like all the speculation that you were making throughout watching the season and it's just it always is like the most the easiest not in a in a way where it's lazy yeah. but it's the most like natural um path that's taken that's like oh we've been keeping our eyes on these other things but yeah of course it's dr manhattan made sure. this place where um ozymandias sure. is and that's what he's been doing this whole time sure. is creating his own youtube utopia and it's like yeah it's just the eloquent like simple path and i, I like that a lot and that's where i think the reddit borders just really can't enjoy a show like this because yeah. 
their theory crafting, even my theory crafting on white rings of Jupiter, it's just, it's so <laughs> convoluted and it requires so many plot steps. Yeah. Whereas if you're a good writer, if you're, which we are not in a writer's room, this is why, because what have I been Jupiter. doing this whole time over here? <laughs> I've been writing furiously. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Uh, but it's just, it's the elegant solution. It's the simple solution. Yeah. Uh, and I love those moments where you realize, oh, they just answered 85 questions in one right. logical, surreal, but yeah. but still yeah. logical. Within the context answer. of the show, it totally makes sense. Totally makes yeah. sense. I love the little backstory of what would become his Adam and Eve. Yeah. I love oh, the backstory of the house. I Me too. Um, the emotional attachment he had to those um to uh, people who fill that role in, yep. in the setting. And I, yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah. Uh, so, so we get that creation. And, and once again, we're, we're bouncing back to uh, Angela and Dr. Manhattan. They're continuing their conversation. Now we start to really play with time. We hop to, to a couple of different places. I'm not going to necessarily put these in order. We had just talked about Europa. One of the, the flashbacks we get, or one of the side flashes or whatever, is Dr. Manhattan going to Adrian, mm -hmm. uh, going to Ozymandias. And he's really searching for a way to have a human connection with Angela. He knows he can't, it's impossible for him to have what he wants. So that tells us a couple of things. One, that Dr. Manhattan still desires. He's not just a detached being. Right. As robotic as he seems, there's something still underneath of that. Yeah. yeah. And and he's almost full of himself. It's like he almost needs to be that robotic. Yeah. Uh, to feel superior or, or to live up to what he thinks he is. But there are moments, even in his conversation with Angela, he's doing this very, I'm living all these time periods at the same time, but he'll laugh at a joke. Mm -hmm. There are these moments where he... He doesn't all, get caught off guard. It's just his humanity kind of comes and I, I kind of see it as what he can see all these things at once and he's processing them all yep. at once. So that's maybe how his demeanor comes across. And when he's caught off guard by something that makes him laugh or something, he's brought back to that moment and yep. um, maybe only that moment for just a short amount of time. But um, yeah, what sends him to Ozymandias is like there it's right after a big fight that he has with yep. I her. love that fight. Yeah. I love that fight so much from the beginning. He said, oh no, we're going to fight. Yeah. And uh, I, I can't remember if it was here, but at two points throughout the episode, she says, we'll do something different then. If you know it's going to happen, change it. Uh-huh. And he says, I can't. Now, do you think he can't or he so believes he can't that he won't? Um, I I think it's part of that seeing every single option and where it um, falls in the timeline that he, I think he just can't because if he does, this is going to deviate this down the line, which has to happen. So it's, it might be a thing where he just can't do it because he, it's kind of like that um, in uh, the Avengers films where mm -hmm. he's seeing all these options at once and he sees what's going to happen. And if this deviates where it's all off course. That's how I kind of saw it. And and I wonder if he can, it just doesn't occur to him. There's mm. there's this line that he has a profound lack of imagination. Does he have such a lack of imagination that he can't imagine something other than what he sees? Almost as if the first thing that happens in the timeline is inevitable to him. Mm. And so it never even occurs to him, to his imagination, to change it. 
if it changed it, would there be a second timeline that pops up in his mind? And maybe that fries his brain and he can't do it like right. you're saying. I don't know. Mm. Um, I have I have some thoughts about that a little later. I'm trying not to pack everything <laughs> into each little plot point. But that's what this episode did. Yeah. It just rolls a lot into one thing. How would you feel about his encounter with Ozymandias? I really liked their relationship yeah. at this point. Um, I was trying to remember back to what actually happened Um I didn't know if he had got caught, Ozymandias, at the end of the... He he kills Dr. Manhattan. He lures him down into the... He uses tachyons to, to prevent him from seeing what's happening. Uh-huh. And he lures him down to where he can basically fry him and he destroys him. Uh, and that gives him just enough time to execute the plan uh-huh. and to you know reveal to the others, like, I already did it. It's already done. And then Dr. Manhattan kind of brings himself back together and reappears. But by that point, it's it's too late to stop anything. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't remember if they had kind of like um, did something with Ozymandias, like they had not captured him or like he was – I just didn't know. I couldn't remember where No, it, it ends with Ozymandias making his case to – Dr. Manhattan uh-huh. and Dr. Manhattan sees the logic in it. Right. Okay. Rorschach says, I'm going to reveal it. And Ozymandias points out, if you reveal it, it won't work. Right. And Dr. Manhattan, knowing the inevitable that now that he sees the logic of it, it has to happen, kills Rorschach. Um, and essentially takes Ozymandias aside, not because he necessarily agrees with the decision, but because it's already happened. Uh-huh. And if it's already happened, why not get good out of it? Why right, kill the right. plan? Yeah. Three million people are already dead. Yeah. Um, and so so that's kind of that comic story. So they're they're not allies. Right, right. But right. as long as Ozymandias is doing something that Manhattan sees the logic in, he's yeah. okay with it. And uh-huh. that tracked through this episode too. Yeah. And that, I can see that playing into the relationship now where they're at this almost understanding that they're not, like you said, they're not allies, but... Mm-hmm. He, yeah, um, but I like how they both played those, um, their roles in that and, meeting. And part of that elegant solution to the episode, uh, because he has the device implanted in his head, he cannot see that 10 years. Mm-hmm. So he can't see Ozymandias going mad on Europa right. and being trapped and yeah. feeling it's a prison and wanting to undo that. So he was never put there for it to be a prison. Mm-hmm. He's not being punished by anyone. Uh, he got into a situation. But don't you think he can see past the 10 years? Yes. Yeah. But at that point, by the time he comes back to where he can see, he says that's, he says he's going to die or he says that's the end of him or, and then by the end of it, he's getting hit by the the teleporter beam. Yeah. So but there's not think there really... was like a download in that where he kind of. Maybe he yeah. says he's confused that he's, he's reorienting. Mm-hmm. And so that's just him on Earth. I don't yeah. even know if he can begin to check out Europa and and, and all of that. Because I, I was thinking about that, that since he can see all timelines and in, into the future, that he had set that up as a prison for him. Maybe. I'd, I I think this is more Ozymandias' hubris because he wants to go this utopia but he's just handed Manhattan a thing that will make him forget that he's Dr. Manhattan. Mm. So Ozymandias should have stood there and thought, well, wait a minute. If he sends me to this place, 
but then he forgets that he's Dr. Manhattan, I'm trapped there. Yeah. And maybe he thought that, but he he thinks he's so great and there are these beings that are just going to worship him. A utopia is a utopia. Of, of course I'm going to be happy there. And that, that arrogance sets the trap for him. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know that Manhattan's trying to set any trap. Um, I, I think it's just him getting caught up in his own glorification of himself. Mm. But I, I mean, I think the next episode will certainly answer that. Yeah. Um, but I, it's not real clear to me. Yeah. I was, yeah. Like I said, I wasn't sure if it was like, yeah, he saw it in the, in the cards and he set this thing in motion for, to give Ozymandias what he thinks he wants of this utopia, but it's not exactly what he bargained for or thought it would be. I don't know. And then we go back to Angela and he's telling her that there's going to be this 10 year relationship and it ends in tragedy. And this is hopping ahead a little bit, but she says, um, why would I ever get into a relationship if I know it's going to end tragically? One of the best lines of, of the entire series, he says, don't all relationships end tragically. Uh, Like, you know, one of those on any timeline, everybody dies. Right. Like at some point, and for some reason, that sort of gets through to her. And she's just like, huh. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So yeah. why not be happy for, for 10 years? Um, and then we get kind of uh, another answered question, how he becomes Cal. Uh, mm-hmm. Cal was, or or at least his form, there was a person that looked like Cal right. Abar. He took that form on. Uh, my big question to you is, the episode very intentionally does not give us a white Dr. Manhattan, and then he turns into Cal. It, it's definitely the actor who plays Cal right. playing that part. Yeah. They just don't shoot his face. Did you find that distracting, troublesome, smart? Smart. Why? I, re- I really liked it. It didn't. It bothered me my first time through just because I wasn't expecting it. And I couldn't quite grasp why they did it. It didn't bother me after that. Yeah. And even in the course of the first episode, it stopped bothering me. But I I couldn't figure out why they did that other than they wanted the same actor to, to be able to play the role. Yeah. I, and I kind of saw it as maybe like they don't want us to attach to this other form that mm-hmm. he's taken. And to just see have us see him as Cal. Um, but... I, it didn't bother me at all. I, I actually really appreciate it. Gave, gave a little bit more mystery in, to Dr. Manhattan and to the reveal of him still after coming back from the 10-year break or of being kind of trapped in his own mm-hmm. in with that device that um, kind of the reveal that he's still Cal. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I, I, I think um, it made it more impactful by not seeing him in this other form. Okay. It was interesting to me because I I wanted to see – I'm hearing his words and I'm imagining his face, but I wanted to see the performance. I wanted to see – does his eyebrow raise a little bit when he laughs? Does he I, – I wanted to be able to see his face to see how this godlike being is interacting in this conversation. And I would get his hand motions and his voice, but it there was just this part of me that wanted to see what was happening on his face. Well, I still – I – Without doing that, I like the shots that they pick to kind of um, mask, um, yeah, his face. So I, I, I was in. I liked those shots a lot. How they worked around that, and I, 
I don't know. I, it just, it worked for me. For me, I almost wish it was something where instead of her choosing the form, it was something where he wanted to appear in a way that he knew she would find appealing. Almost, almost kind of an omnipotence thing. And just a line when he's taking off the mask, if she was just like, you're not Dr. Manhattan, Dr. Manhattan doesn't look like you at all. And he said, I, I'm taking this appearance because that's what will, you know, what I... I, I like that she had to pick. Because okay. I think it kind of, even though he knows everything, basically, yeah. it kind of gave her, a, him, like, she got to trust him a little bit more because mm -hmm. she got to reveal something to him about what she finds attractive or who she would feel was trustworthy because she's getting to pick this form that he will take and that she'll have to live with and so i just felt like it kind of gave her like another reason to buy into what he's saying okay now <laughs> comes two pieces of information okay it's theory crafting. Uh-oh. And I should have learned. <laughs> but I don't think this is theory crafting. I think this is what it's pointing to. And I want you to tell me if I'm stupid. <laughs> Will you tell me if I'm stupid? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We get two repeated lines in this one. And I have harped on this since the beginning of this season. That anytime they repeat something two or more times, it's important. Uh, one piece of information is uh, from Ozymandias, where he says that once you forget who you are, uh, once you forget you have Manhattan powers, essentially, uh, the only way that those powers can manifest themselves is reflex, to defend yourself, to protect yeah. yourself. Then uh, we get this very strange line where he's talking or musing about, Dr. Manhattan's musing about, that he could essentially put his powers into food form and give his powers to somebody else. Yeah. Okay. So obviously that's coming back. Did he, uh, when inviting Angela to dinner, feed her power that she doesn't know she has, and when she's laying on the floor about to be shot, she's the one that saves herself with Manhattan powers? Hmm. Follow me? I, I, yeah, I follow you. And the reason I thought that is he's already said that he's going to die as Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan will be no more. Uh, that's, that's the tragic end of this. He's going to be killed. So then that leaves no superpowered being unless now that's Angela. Mm. And does that become something where now it's this not Dr. Manhattan kind of power where it changes the way he thinks and he becomes less human does imbuing his powers to someone more human create a very very intriguing season two and maybe i'm way ahead on this yeah probably white rings of jupiter i'm sorry <laughs> i i took it as on the face value that he snapped out of during the white night and he saved her. But I do And that's think, the most that's the most obvious. Or not obvious, but that's the simplest. But I do think he may have passed it along to somebody and yeah. for some reason I was thinking Will or the kids or something. Oh, there yeah. was something where I keep forgetting about those kids. The, like he in some way there's he knew that this was gonna happen. So he did set up for Will to be at the um mm -hmm. the movie theater to 
the kids. Um, so the kids had somebody to be with. So I don't know. I, I, mm. I think somebody is going to get the powers, but I don't know if it's her. Okay. Yeah. It just, it, it struck me as odd that they didn't, she goes back and they, they hit on the reflex line and it's implied that that's how, that he saved her in the massacre. Yeah. Uh, but we don't see it. And I always find it suspicious when we don't see something. Right. You're not seeing you a might, character I mean, die. You might be right, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not good at speculating. I'm just not good at My it. brain can't not I, do it. I don't. I, I, I watch something. I'm like, oh, that was fun. And then I move on. <laughs> And that's why I only watch things four times. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I, I wish I could do it. I just can't. Do it. I I don't know. My yeah. brain it can't help it. I'm sorry. Sorry, my brain just doesn't work. It's usually wrong. Um, You've been right about quite a few things. A few things, but like I I brushed up against the side of yeah. the Europa thing and why the mansion's there and the clones. But man, it was just such a, a simpler and better explanation than anything my brain had come up with than anything I had seen on Reddit. Because I really do believe the simpler it is, the better it is. It can oh, yeah. it can still blow your mind. Uh, and I think a lot of storytellers get that wrong. They think for a twist or or a plot development to really resonate, it's it's gotta hit you and just be like And it doesn't. The the impact has nothing to do with how complex the idea well, is. Well it's really hard to actually ever pull that off. Yeah. And I usually when you go too far with it, it just ends up smashing in the face yeah yeah so uh now we get uh man the mind bendiest moment in the episode and that is where he is simultaneously communicating with himself or thinking in two different time periods mm. in one time period he's talking to will in the past and in the other time period he is speaking to angela in the present of the show, the actual present. Right. And she wants to know, she wants him to ask Will, her grandfather, how did you know that Judd was 7th Cavalry and had a clan robe in his closet? And then there's this bomb drop of Will's like, who is Judd? Yeah, he doesn't know anything until that point. And just a beautifully constructed actual paradox uh -huh. in a science fiction plot line. It, it just unraveled my brain and I had to put it back together as the episode was going. Um, and still, even on the second watch, I just marveled at this moment. Mm. What was your first reaction there? Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, I really liked Dr. Manhattan's reaction in that moment to where he's like even trying to wrap his head around what just happened. He's like, oh, I can't remember exactly what he said. But I really liked his reaction to like, oh, what does this mean for what's going to happen next? Well, and everything before that, it's inevitable. Right. This is the first time, and it's because he's in a state of confusion. He's not on his game. But this is one of the first and only times as Dr. Manhattan, he has done something that he didn't already know what was going to happen. Right. And so it really messes things up. Yeah, really especially with being out of the picture for the last 10 yeah. years, he doesn't know what has come before to with will knowing or with will, like in the motion, the actions he's set in motion. Yeah. So he doesn't fully know the context of what has just happened. And he's trying to wrap his head around it. Well, and once the some cavalry attack and he goes out and he's just basically nuking their heads. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, Bravo, uh, <laughs> but he even stops in front of the teleporter beam. 
And again, it's this idea of, no, this is going to happen. Mm. Well, it's only going to happen because he won't step sideways. Yeah. It's, it's like he's either a slave to the timeline, in which case he has no actual will or agency, or he's just so convinced that he is that it, it, it doesn't even occur to him, well, step to the left, stupid. Uh, sort of Prometheus and like when the spaceship is rolling, like run, run to the side. Yeah. It's, it's like he can't even. Well, I think, I don't know what he knows beyond that point though. Yeah. Like, so he knows that this moment has to happen for all these other things to happen. Maybe or like you were saying, Dr. Strange style where yeah. he knows that this leads to what needs to happen. Yeah. And whatever he maybe like you were saying, he set in motion with, um, somebody else taking up the mantle of his powers or um maybe it's not really the final end of him like like you were saying with the end of the graphic novel where he comes back maybe he does come back in some form and this was just a step towards that and maybe he can't see as far as that form right because that's a different version of himself and so he can only see up to that first version's death Mm -hmm. that's interesting see you just theory crafted (laughs) Don't believe Clint. He's Trixie. Uh, I see what you did there. You you flipped it and theory crafted. But it. I I do it in the moment of a conversation. But mm-hmm. like I can't do it on my own. Just okay. I some, I some things. I sit in my basement and I scribble character names on Legos and then I just start putting <laughs> them together and I'm like, oh, oh, this one fits. Huh? It's it's real sad. That is sad. It is. It's real. I'm sad. gonna take your Legos away. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, overall. Uh, I loved what this what this episode was doing with the character. I'm going to ask you, uh, like, what what was this episode saying? What what was what was its purpose in the story? Is it just to answer questions, uh, or or is it is it commenting on something? I I, 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 kept I feel like it is out... with um, the the black form of of. Dr. Manhattan, I feel like that definitely ties into the themes of the show. And it's like almost, there's almost this Christ-like undertone too, where he's like sacrificing himself, especially at the end. And I don't know what it's exactly trying to say, but I feel like there's something there where it's saying something about race and um, I don't know. I just kind of got that feeling. And that's interesting too, because is it, is it like, the things that have come before, are they the Old Testament and what's about to happen uh-huh. is going to create this new right. paradigm or this new system or this new whatever, um, you know, based around his death or his resurrection. Or maybe it's it's way more Christ imagery driven than than I've thought about before. Right. Um, other than it just being the God man who wants, you know, to uh, be fully human. Right. Um, because it does almost feel sacrificial in a way. Because me. he knowingly walks into yeah. what has to happen. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. But I feel like th- there is some kind of racial undertone. That, Definitely. That there's. I, there's been. It's been too prevalent. Yeah. To not have. It's got to have an exclamation point on the end of. The whole series has been about race. Yeah it's got to be building to something significant about race or race has to play a significant role in whatever's about to happen with that 
Clock and Lady True and Will and all of these things. Man, I want to know what that clock does. <laughs> I think we'll find out. We're we're going to find out, and I am willing to put good money on it being exactly like the Europa reveals, where it's just the best word I can come up with is elegant. It's just it's so simple. I think it, it so makes beautiful. a giant elephant. It made <laughs> the whole clock transforms into a giant yeah. robot elephant. It just beams a giant elephant. Wild, wild west style. Yeah. And then this giant elephant stomping down through. And the series, the, the season ends with Dr. Manhattan. Riding it like a cowboy. <laughs> he, he grows, he gets, grows to like the Vietnam size. Okay. Where, yeah. And he's riding it. All right. Uh, so what still hasn't and been And then answered? the song Oklahoma starts yes. playing. <laughs> Actually, you know. None of that would surprise me, and I would kind of applaud that and yeah. just be like, sure, good. So what what do we still have to learn? I still need to learn what crashed in that field that Lady True yeah. needed. I want to know what that's all about. Yeah. Um, I want to know what the clock does. There's a lot around Lady True, Yeah, I think, and Will and where he is with the kids. And, and how do we connect Ozymandias back? Speaking of, did you watch the after credits scene? I did, yeah, yeah. I love this scene. Yeah. I just fell in love with it. Uh -huh. uh, this, it's it's coming to a head, but it uh, it it very neatly, uh, and that's, that's what redeemed the fart <laughs> of the last episode, <laughs> is now, now that I see what happens after the trial, I get it. He's gone through this ridiculously long trial. He knows it doesn't matter. Uh, he's offended by these beings. And here he is in prison having to answer to Adam, mm -hmm. the first of these beings. And he knows it's just a dumb clone. Right. And how insulting that has to be uh, to him the whole time. Um, I don't know. Are you still convinced that this is like a thing that keeps happening to him? Like every no. Year? I don't think so anymore. No. Either. Anniversary is now, yeah, it's, it's not a loop. No. When they said... 365 he had been in this trial for a year uh-huh which yeah and and that was another thing that like oh yeah you would just sit there and your closing argument would be gas right because right. i have sat here for a year uh-huh uh seriously yeah i wonder if time it works differently though i wonder I like i wonder if europa like the time like you know how different planets mm -hmm. The rotation and everything is different than Earth. Wonder I don't how, know. That might not even play into it because it is kind of this bubble with on. Europa. If it's a utopia, does he even age? Can he right. die in a utopia? If Manhattan set up this system, I don't. And know. Well, especially with how you know how like the clones, their life cycle is different. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if time works differently there. So a year might be like. I don't know. Whatever yeah. that would. And does the lake produce these baby clones or it, when one dies, there's another one in the lake. So if Ozymandias dies, there's a new Ozymandias in the lake. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I get that is the perfect example of something that's way too convoluted and will not happen. <laughs> should not happen. Why I should never be hired for the Watchmen writer's room. Because I would say that and Damon Lindelof Mr. would look Lindelof. at me. I and got this idea. He would go real quiet mm -hmm. and he would just point at the door. He wouldn't even say get out. He would just point at the he door. He seems like a pretty polite guy. He might give you a couple of those chances. I think if it was bad as that one, yeah. I think he'd just point at the door and like, <laughs> you know, I don't have to uh, say it. Just 
you know, move along. Move along. Move along, son. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty of network shows for you. <laughs> I I I don't think this this episode did such a good job of uh consolidating and, and addressing some of those big yeah. questions. I was worried that man, the finale is gonna be packed after this episode. Yeah, I don't think so. I feel like the finale has a, a perfect number of things to address in an hour. Yeah, and it um, could be a lot of things in one sentence. Oh, sure. Just like this one. Yeah. This one in, in one very packed but yet not crowded episode, uh, it just, it tore through a lot of plot. Yeah. And I, I cannot wait. This episode especially, I cannot wait to go back and watch through the whole series once, or the right. season once it's done. Yeah. Just to see everything line up. Now, you said this was like one of the best episodes of television. Yeah. What what elevated to that level for you? Just the construction of it and how well it laid out a lot of the questions that the whole series has proposed mm -hmm. and how it just seemed like common sense once it was said. And I really enjoyed that. It wasn't this elaborate convoluted thing. It was just all like naturally <laughs> kind of how it should be just centered around Dr. Manhattan and what he's been up to this whole time. And I yeah. just, I thought that was so smart and yet the structure of how it played with time and, and did new things with, like we had talked about something else where I can't remember what it was or what movie it was that um, had played with time in an interesting new way. And I think this did the same kind of thing and um, showed the perspective of this like, godlike creature in, in a really fun, interesting way. It really did a, a good job of trying to convey what it would be like to be omnipotent. Right. To exist in all times at once. And in the best way it could, and it did it very simply. Now it's doing it with two or three timelines, but presumably he's living an infinite number of moments all at once. Yeah. Not infinite, but you know, as far as my brain can, is concerned, infinite. Uh, because every second would be a moment that you're living simultaneously over the course of decades. Uh, even back to his childhood, he's still living that, even though in his childhood he didn't have Manhattan powers at that point. Mm -hmm. He's still able to make that a part of his right. uh, his current reality. Um, and just the way it laid that out, and it was easy to understand, yet it was just on the verge of hurting my mind. <laughs> Something I, I try yeah. to think through it. Something I wanted to ask you about is what do you think the or where in in Angela's timeline and everything, where is it that he notices her or realizes that she plays a bigger role? Do you think it's still what you said last week? Theory crafting, yeah. I, I really do. I think I think it's all at once. I don't think there's an answer to that question. I think it's exactly when he said it was that moment that she chooses to sacrifice Save, for yeah. him. That's when she, he says she realized she loved that he loves her. I, I think that's, that's the, let's call it moment prime that everything ripples out from. Yeah. That's, that's the rock in the pond. I think it goes back to, I, I still think he has a direct hand in, um, preventing her from dying when her parents die. I don't think that he kills her parents. I've, I've drifted away from that. I think he knew it would happen and he 
needs to make sure she's preserved and that she's not standing next to him when it happens. But you don't think there's a moment outside of him being involved with her, her that he knew that she was going to play an important role in this? Because it couldn't have been anyone, somebody else, if um, like in Tulsa that he didn't have to do this whole thing to get her back to Tulsa. That's that, and, and see, that goes back to, you would be surprised how much I have wrapped and, and <laughs> tried to think this through. Yeah. That goes back to where I'm thinking that she has powers. Okay. He comes into the bar and what does he keep harping on? I want to take you to dinner. Why does this God being want to take her to dinner? Why is his first but connection just to talk her into powers dinner? Powers before he even met her? Like no, I I think he gave her powers that first night when she agrees to go to dinner with him. I think whatever she ate, he did exactly what he said could be done with food or whatever it was, and he imbued her with powers. She just doesn't know it and because she doesn't know it. She can't use it except out of reflex. But why do you think her? I think part of the reason he fell in love with her, that she's willing to sacrifice herself is the same reason that he would see her as somebody that's worthy in his version of worthy or in his understanding of worthy. She's the only one that would be worthy of inheriting his powers or having his powers after he is inevitably killed and gone. Know what I mean? I know what you mean, but it's just, I I think I'm, I still think about it in the timeline of a natural progression of a relationship. So it's hard for me to think about yeah. He doesn't even love her until she makes this um, final act of like compassion for yeah. him. But he would have to know her to get her to that point. The best way I, I can think about it, and I'm, I'm picturing what he's doing, is that if you take a rock and drop it in uh, a pond, you see ripples go out. So in that moment where he falls in love with her, even though that's future, the show's present yeah. where he looks at her and says, this is the moment that ripples out forwards in time, backwards in time, backwards in time. It ripples to the part that he's simultaneously living where he even becomes aware that she exists. Where is he right at that time? He's in Vietnam. Mm. He just won the Vietnam war. He's still in Vietnam there's there's a scene in the graphic novel, the, the Zack Snyder movie plays it too, where uh, the comedian is going to kill a Vietnamese woman and he shoots her uh, and Manhattan's just standing there and the comedian's joking. And he's just like, why would you let that happen? You knew I was going to do it. You knew I was going to pull the trigger. Why wouldn't you stop it? And just like everything else, this show is inverted. Now, this short time later, here's Angela. Angela should die in that bomb. He does not intervene. Why would he intervene? He would intervene if he's in love with this person, even to the point that he would, in her childhood, find a way to save her, even if it's just, just adjusting the trajectory of these bike riders that would prevent her from getting to her parents at the moment that they're killed. Well, do you think there is a thing where he can see... Like it, the this happening with other people, and it never gets to the point. Like he's he's put this um, where there's other people in this position of Angela doing like he's set up for this situation, and they don't do the like that final act of yes, of, and it never happens. But with her, it she does do it. I think that's what makes her different. I think that's why he doesn't go back to Lori. Yeah, Lori was never a person 
that would do that. She wasn't in the graphic novel. She's not in this show. So Laurie isn't deserving of his right, attention. Right. And that, I mean, that kind of falls into that uh, idea of, um, I wonder if the listeners will hear that weird stuff. I don't static. know. It sounded like an Atari game. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that falls into the kind of the idea also of like this almost Christ-like mm-hmm. uh, act of um, love where you're sacrificing and he sees that in her and 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 that's where when you were talking earlier that that was the final piece for me when you were talking earlier about sacrifice and then the idea of a resurrection if he passes on his powers it's still him right he lives on but he's resurrected in another person like because he doesn't think of it as himself having an individual identity or personality he sees it as I am this living force, essentially. Mm-hmm. And if he passed that on, now here's somebody that would actually be more Christ-like who's fully human and fully God. Because he's much more fully God, for lack of a better. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying the show's making him God. No. But it's putting him at God level. Yeah. And so then what would a Christ level be? He has some Christ characteristics to him, but I think the Christ level would be whoever it is that now gets his powers because they would be fully God, fully human. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like he could, he's seeing this situation play out with other people in this Angela role and mm-hmm. it never goes the way he wants. And she's the only one, like she's worthy. She's worthy of yeah. this happening. And uh, that's the whole thing I was trying to wrap my head around while watching it. It was just like, why her? Yeah. Why is she this one that he's chosen? Especially if it's, like I said, not this, natural progression of a relationship where you mm-hmm. meet somebody and you form a bond and then you fall in love like there he didn't have that he has the moment where he realizes he fell in love and it kind of went backwards from there and it's it's i mean that's a i think a very good sign of a good sci-fi like yeah. time travel story and i could see that it's taken me i don't know how long to try to explain what my brain is thinking I could picture a version. I can't explain a version. I can picture a version where a smart writer's room could do that in a two-minute series of scenes with Dr. Manhattan explaining what he did. Right. And I think it would be very, very, very simple. Mm. I can't figure out what to strip away to make it simple. Uh Uh-huh. But if they do that, I guarantee you it is a very simple way to show that idea. Right. Um. I don't know. I could, I, like I said, I could be completely wrong. And the bikes were just bikes and it was a crowded street. And they I don't were know. conveying it's a crowded yeah, street. I like that idea. You I know. mean, I don't know. I, I don't think it, I don't think the idea makes whatever's going to happen better. I think how they execute, if they do that, how they execute it is what's going to make it good. Because just like with this episode, we could have theory crafted this episode, but it wouldn't have been nearly as good in the theory crafting as it is when something is executed really, really well. Right. Uh, and Lindelof, man, he executes. Mm. That's, and that's Not where, Vietnamese, though. no, that's where I went back and forgave the elephant. I pre forgave <laughs> the elephant in the past before we get to the finale, man, because in the finale, this episode made me have so much confidence in what they're doing. That whatever happens in the finale, I guarantee answers that stupid elephant to my satisfaction. So even but what me, if it doesn't? It will. Because see. But what if it doesn't? It never brings the elephant no, back up again. Right now, we are watching the finale. We are watching it right now. 
we are also talking about this podcast. And when we were watching the finale, I don't I see am, an elephant. I am so full of satisfaction watching this finale that even now I am left with just such comfort. And the trap door, it's even fading, Clint. It's fading. It's you're a ridiculous it's gone. person. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. It is it is no longer a concern in my mind. Oh, I read this thing this week that Lindelof said the elephant doesn't ever come back. So Did you seriously? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I'm just messing with you. Whew. Because we're watching the finale right now <laughs> and, you know, it's what you coming. just explained isn't inevitable and that can't be. I don't know. I I love this series. I love this episode. So the elephant, if it never comes back, won't be a stain on it. <laughs> That's not going to happen. We're already watching the finale and the elephant is explained. The first In half, one line. No, in the one first line from half, Lady True. The first half of the last episode is just on the elephant. That's all we get. And then <laughs> what if it takes, it's so complex. It takes a half hour for them to explain the elephant. But Clint, I'm watching the finale right now and that's not what's happening. You're seeing something different. Than no, no. I'm in all times at once. The you're finale, Dr. Manhattan. The of finale. The, you're the is, Dr. Manhattan no, of the finale right now. The, the episode nine, episode eight, <laughs> I've been calling it episode nine. Episode eight was so masterfully crafted. <laughs> that it opened portions of my brain that were previously untapped and my mind is operating at a level I have never known. I think it's a lack of sleep yeah. and playing with Legos to try to yeah. piece this together. Yep. And yeah. even as we've been talking about this, that headache has creeped right back up the side of my head. I took I medicine for I see the pained Oof. expression on your face. I love this episode though. Yeah, it was great. Really. Do you think um, it? it's... Probably one of is one of the best hours of television seen in a while. Television, if <laughs> if the elephants addressed. <laughs> no, if the finale pays off, yes. If if this, because so much of this, not so much of it. There's a good portion of this that sets up what comes next. If what comes next is dissatisfying, it will make this episode a little bit lesser. The episode itself is still masterful yeah that's my point not that it, it has, but if it yeah. if it doesn't pay off it's it's like a great setup to a joke that has a dud of a punchline. what well, makes the whole joke feel well i mean even like the con i feel like just what it explores with where dr manhattan was and the world he the utopia and yeah. all that and the way it plays with time i feel like even outside of it i think it's a really well-constructed contained story but fun connect the dots let's say breaking bad one of the best episodes on that is ozymandias and let's that's that's where you know kind of the aftermath hank's killed and things like that right uh where walt's in the desert and the nazis get him amazing episode but if what had come immediately next was ludicrous and ridiculous and destroyed the series and just like what are they doing it would have lessened that episode. I don't think people, the episode itself doesn't change. The episode itself is still great, but the way that people receive it and think of it and remember it, I don't think would. I think they would remember that it. episode after being bad. I think you could still see the episode that comes before as being a really good yes, episode. Yes, but in remembering the next episode is bad, that's where your brain goes and you forget whatever greatness came before it. Mm, I don't. I don't agree. I think it's the way our brains work. Again, mine has been expanded to the point of existing. What are you saying about me? Just that you haven't 
started existing in all times at once. That's all, Clint. <laughs> I don't see it happening. It's, so it's okay. I'm going to live um, here in the yeah. normie world. Yeah. Here, don't see all time and space. Drink this raw egg and maybe I'll imbue you with my You can't epiphany. even use an egg timer. What are you doing with <laughs> eggs? Don't, don't bring botched Mandalorian Minute into this. Come on, man. Although, I will tell you, I know that's a completely separate podcast, but the fact that the timer doesn't work and we're talking about a show that it's does not work, it just, it's fate. Yeah. And I knew that in the future. That's why in the past, at simultaneous time, I, I used that egg timer that I knew in the future wouldn't work and just seemed right. It's inevitable. Anything else about this episode? No, I still think it's one of the you. best episodes. I do too. Okay. I really That's do. all I wanted you to say. I really do. <laughs> I really do. But I may retract that. I, I'm not going to. Sorry, it's on tape. I'm going to delete whatever comes after great. this. Yeah. Like the final episode if it's crap. I do hope in HBO style, Game of Thrones style, that the second to last episode is not stronger than the last episode. Uh, I don't expect the next episode to have quite the mind-bending qualities that this episode did but i hope it matches and and really seals off the season yeah uh, i hope this is not the climax of the season i really want next episode to just blow up my world i yeah i feel like there's a lot of still pieces hanging out there that yeah. are going to be hopefully tied together in a satisfying way mm -hmm. and i hope it also i mean it seems like it's been pretty successful so mm -hmm. i hope it's also laying some groundwork for the next season in yeah. some interesting way too I so do too yeah but. i do too well next episode is the finale uh that's on this sunday night and we are going to watch it and then hurry into the studio and we are going to record our podcast right after the first watch uh, of, so all of three of you finale. out there who are following this, man, you're just <laughs> you're just gonna get a be right up away, and ready because we're gonna later. we're gonna load it fast mm -hmm. and uh, and in you the can next three to five days. You can <laughs> depending on how lazy I feel. Okay, <laughs> um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna watch it. Uh, we'll we'll kind of hit that right after it airs, and then uh, I'm hoping maybe early January. Uh, we just kind of have one last Watchmen episode uh, of the podcast where we just sort of uh, look at the series as a whole. Was it effective as a whole? Did it did it really say something about race and other things, or was it just a series of squids and godmen and you our, know? And our maybe our top five moments of the whole series or something. Ooh, like that. ooh, I like that. Mm. That's good. <laughs> just right off the right, the, the dome right yeah, here. To see. Yep. And see. I didn't need to see through time and space. I'm pretty sure you that. pulled that from the future. I'm, am I kind you of You knew it was going to happen. I, I did just eat that raw egg. <laughs> so <laughs> It's working. It's working. It's working I fast. I feel it. You just, you don't remember yet. So Why am I turning turkey? blue? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been episode eight of Who Watches the Watchmen? Clinton can do. That's us. Uh, always a pleasure to have you with us. All if dozen of there. you. There's, there's like, there's, you know, there's quite a few people actually listening to this. Uh, it goes Tools. up a little bit each week. Well, yeah, it's not millions <laughs> yet, but uh, it's, it's double digit and going up. still beating us out. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get a baby yet of our own. No. No. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you kids have fun. We'll see you at the finale. Bye. Bye.